Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children over the age of 21, welcome to the Hop Nation USA podcast. We are here for episode nine. We are almost in the double digits, boys. We are almost there. So with me today, as always, are Steve and Adam. To my right is Steve. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Oh, I could not be more excited for tonight's podcast. How are you? I'm good. I just got a brand new pair of Sennheiser headphones. They are so sweet. That's awesome. And I see that you're wearing them, looking very stylish right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, you enjoy those for the entire show. And across from me is Adam. What's up, Adam? Well, two things. Uh, number one, I am a little bit jealous of Steve's headphones. I tried them on before we started recording. They are very, very nice. Yeah? Yeah. I, I might have to go get a pair for myself. Go for it. Where'd you get those? Where did you get those headphones? Real quick story. I got them on Amazon. They're on sale for 30 bucks, but they're on sale for 30 bucks. I was looking at them and I'm comparing them against some other, you know, same range price. Mm -hmm. While I'm comparing prices and specs, they literally jump up to $34. Really? Yeah. I like, I immediately got on Amazon's customer service. I was like, Yo, what's the deal with this? <laughs> yeah, seriously. You're in the middle of making yeah. a purchase and they jack the price up. Right. That was total BS. Yeah. I was like, what's the deal with this? And the customer service rep, he goes, uh, oh, just send me the, uh, the the link to the page. I go, okay, here here you go. And he goes, uh, he gets back to me. He goes, I'm just going to apply a $5 credit <laughs> to, to your account. I'm like, uh, all right, that's fine. <laughs> Well, if my math serves me correctly, you actually got the better I deal got, that way. I know, I got saved an extra dollar. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. Another you gotta satisfied love Amazon. customer. Another satisfied customer. Love it. Thank you, Amazon. Thank you for helping out Steve. You, All right, what was, what was the second you're, thing? Well, you're really driving for that sponsorship, aren't you? <laughs> we have to. Well, yeah. I mean, we we're at episode nine. we got to pay for this somehow. we got to get these beers paid for somehow. Exactly, and those headphones weren't free. Yeah, they were no 29 kidding. bucks. <laughs> so the second thing that I, I'm, I'm actually quite happy about is I was actually able to get my summer car out of storage yesterday. Nice. So I'm very happy it is back in the driveway where it belongs. I actually drove it to work today. It was liberating, and I'm going to do it again tomorrow. That's fantastic. Oh, yes. I'm still on my winter car. And your summer car, and your spring car, and your fall car. Exactly. But it's a good car. It's uh, it's getting up there. It's like nine years old now. Yeah, but it's in really good shape for being nine years old. It is. It still runs. It still gets me from point A to point B, which That's is the right. main thing. With just a little bit of style. Exciting. It is exciting. You know what else is exciting? Huh. Today's show. Yes, it is. And why don't you tell everybody out there uh, what we're talking about today. All right, so we have a very exciting show for everybody today. And today's theme is going to be beer for the rest of your life. And we are going to be doing somewhat of a wedding episode today because, you know, it's wedding season. It is wedding season. And that is always a great time of year, especially in Pittsburgh. There's a lot of cool churches, cool chapels that you can get married at and just, you know, your friends are getting married and it's a, it's a great time to really celebrate and enjoy some cold ones. Today on the show, we have a very special guest for everybody. We have one of our good friends, Kelsey, who will actually be getting married next month, and she is going to be joining us for today's episode. How are you doing, Kelsey? Hey, guys. How's it going tonight? Welcome to Hot Nation USA. Thank you. I'm super excited to be on. <laughs> we are very happy to have you here as well. You are our first official guest on the show. I will try to live up to that title of first official guest. You are the gold standard. 
You're going to live up to that title because you are the first official guest. <laughs> yeah. After this, we can't have another first official guest. It's true. It's true. I uh, I do feel very honored to hold that title. And uh, yeah. And no one will ever take that away from you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. it doesn't matter if you screw up on this show or not. You will always have that title. So. Well, I hope I don't screw up too badly on the show because maybe, just maybe, if I do a good job, you guys will have me back. Maybe. TBD, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. TBD. Yeah. Maybe, possibly. We'll see how it goes. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So, Consider welcome. This... We are very happy to have you here Consider tonight. Consider this my interview. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, what makes a really good interview is, first and foremost, when you go into an interview, you start drinking beer. And that's how we're going to start off today. So, as I mentioned, the beer theme for today is beers for the rest of your life. So, kind of the idea behind this is, if you could only drink one beer for the rest of your life, what would it be? May not be your favorite beer, but remember, this is something that you're going to be drinking at parties, at your house at night, at tailgates, at concerts, at your friend's wedding. This is the only beer that you can drink for the rest of your life. So what we had is each host on the show got to pick one beer tonight that they felt would really uh, encompass that theme. So Adam, you're going to go first tonight. What is the one beer that you're going to be drinking for the rest of your life? Well, the beer that I'm going to be drinking for the rest of my life, I actually picked up a very nice German girl. Uh, it is a Hefeweizen by Weinstefaner. Now, I have a bit of a habit. I picked this up from one of my friends, uh, Craig. He's a former co-worker of mine. But he's actually the person that introduced me to this beer. But whenever you say Weinstefaner, you got to pound the table as well. And you had to say it in a very angry, angry voice, like Weinstefaner. You know, you have That's to... great. <laughs> That's great for the audio listener. <laughs> I will only do that once for this show, uh, simply because I understand it's going to be a little bit jarring to those with headphones on. I'm looking at Steve, <laughs> who's shooting darts back at me right now. But remember, we, we're here for the audience, not Steve. He can handle whatever we throw That's his true. way. That's true. We pay him enough money to do it. With those headphones on right now, I don't even know if he can hear us. No, no, I hear everything. Everything. And that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> so back to this beer. Uh, it is the Weinstefaner. It is a Hefeweizen. Uh, it is, a, obviously, Bavarian style. Comes in at 5.4% alcohol. And, of course, it is brewed uh, according to the purity law of 1516. That is over 500 years old. That law has been in place. Now, obviously, nowadays, it's a little less required than it was back in the Middle Ages. But it is nice to see that people are still applying those laws to their beers. So the reason that I have this beer is, it, it, Sam had mentioned that throughout the early description, is this is a very universal beer. You can drink it almost anywhere. You can drink it at a tailgate. You can drink it with a nice steak dinner. You can drink it at home after a terrible day at work. I have never had an experience where I didn't enjoy this beer. Okay, well, right. so I'm gonna, I mean... I'm going to share it with you guys. Yeah, it, I guess it'll be left up to the judges whether it truly is a universal beer. Well, I, we'll already, know, I already know which way I'm going to go. Right, uh, but, but we'll see We'll see how Kelsey, our guest tonight, she true. feels. That's true, that's uh, true. Her vote does have a little more weight tonight. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, in a way, as Adam pours this beer, in a way, we're almost auditioning beers for Kelsey. Yeah, the same way that she that's would... true. She would taste cakes and different foods for her wedding. Yes. This could be a way of her tasting beer for her wedding, exactly. too. Exactly. Here's a thought. Yeah. What do you say we put a little wager on this? Oh. Okay. What do you say, uh, whichever beer that we deem to be the number one, uh -huh. we have a six-pack well, no, Whichever beer Kelsey yes. deems right. to be yes. the number whichever one. Kelsey we are obviously be. going to be deeming our own beer exactly. number one because that it is, is the beer we're drinking yeah. for the rest As of our life. neutral palate and the neutral vote tonight. Let's, uh, 
Let's let's see if we can have a six pack of the winning beer at Kelsey's wedding. Okay. I like it. Sure. You guys, yeah, say, you guys are agreeable to that? Yeah. 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 Okay. So crack open this whiny fawner and let's see, whiny, oh, let's see oh, what's going goodness. on in this bottle. Ooh, the krauts aren't going to like you. Well, let's take That's a look at it. And it has a really nice color to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a really nice yellow color to it and a really thick head on it. And I notice that it has a lot of, well, I mean, it is a half of ice, and so you're going to have that nice fluffy head on it. Mm -hmm. And it's going to stick around for a while. Uh, I noticed when I poured Kelsey's, it's got a nice thick white fluffy head on it. That is very picturesque. I I'm pretty proud of that one, I'll be honest. I can attest to that. Maybe I'll take a picture of it. Let's make it Please happen. Please do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to know more about this beer. Well, uh, we've talked about the color. We've talked about the head retention. The The nose of it is very obviously a Hefeweizen. It smells like a Hefeweizen, it, that's for sure. Nothing but bananas, bananas up in here. Oh, yeah. Cute little cloves I can smell. I hope the banana is the flavor is not too overpowering because I do not enjoy that in a Hefeweizen sometimes. Well, you didn't tell me that beforehand. Well, she's not supposed to. I know. <laughs> I'm just making more excuses, that's all. Yeah. Now, I've never had this beer, so I went ahead and took a sip. Mm -hmm. And I, I have to say, if it looks like a Hefeweizen and smells like a Hefeweizen and tastes like a Hefeweizen, by gosh, it is a Hefeweizen. It's a heavy. That is right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it is tasty. I will say that. I That's a good first sip. Yeah, I just took one now. Uh, it's actually not too heavy on that banana flavor, but no, it, it definitely has that clove spice to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've had I've had this one before. It's it is definitely one of the classics. Yeah. In the in the half of Eisen's, uh, Franz O'Connor is another one. If uh, if you're not able to get a Weinstefaner, get a mm -hmm. get a Franz O'Connor or even a Polliner. Polliner half of Eisen is a, a good replacement as well. Hmm. This is a nice half of Eisen. I will I, I agree with the other sentiments this evening. Now Keep that in mind, guys. Keep that in mind. We got an early leader in the clubhouse. But Kelsey should also remember that this beer is very similar to the Americanized version, the Blue Moon, which yes. is a very mediocre, doesn't have a lot of flavor type of beer. So just keep that in mind. We're pretty much drinking a German Blue Moon. Now, I'm going to go ahead and stop you right there. Because since this is a craft beer show and we like to kind of concentrate on the Pittsburgh side of things, if you're looking for a good Hefeweizen from Pittsburgh, definitely take a look at Fatheads. Yes. And their goggle fogger. Yes. I really enjoy that beer from Fatheads. She's got good taste, guys. She's got good taste. Can't oh, argue with that. The Goggle Fogger the, is amazing. Oh, that That's is... a great Hefeweizen. Love it. For some reason, I personally can't place it. Really? Yeah. Maybe you should go to Fatheads and drink another one. Yeah. What the heck? Maybe I've never had it to begin with. How, have you, how many times have it's you been there? It's one of their there? staples, man. Yeah. That's a cornerstone. But I usually pick up something else, like an IPA or something. You know. Get it. Yeah. Get it. All right, I'll, check, I'll, I'll keep it in mind now. I mean, summer's coming, Steve. I think that's a great time to, to get a half of ice in. You know, it's going to be a little warmer. and Treat yourself. Treat Steve, yourself. Steve's about ready to lose the ale storm shirt, kick back in his yard, get a nice tan. More like draw the shades and go back to work. <laughs> back to the cave. Mm -hmm. So speaking of, of local beers and local breweries, you guys go on any sort of adventures this week? Yeah, we're right smack dab in the middle of Pittsburgh Craft Beer Week. Now I'm going to let you guys take this one, because I have to admit, and this is this is bad, but I really have been slacking this year for Pittsburgh Craft Beer Week. I've done absolutely nothing to this point, and that's, that's sad. I haven't tried any of the collaboration beers, and I haven't really been to any events, and I've got some on the docket coming up, but at the same time, I haven't really done anything yet, so how about you guys? Have you done anything? 
As a matter of fact, yes. I've What'd also do? done something. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's let our guests yes, go. Kelsey, you get Well, Friday evening, I was out in Mount Lebanon. Uh, I was down at Hitchhiker Brewing with uh, nice. two friends from college who were in for my bridal shower. So we decided to go down to Hitchhiker, got a couple drinks. So I did one of their flights because all of their rotating beers are just so delicious that I feel like a flight every time I go, I can, you know, really kind of drink through their board. But they had the collaboration between, I think it was Roundabout Brewing and Hitchhiker. It was called Tunnels and Bridges. Okay, Um, okay. I actually enjoy, it was a hoppy lager style. Okay, Um, interesting. Yeah, and as someone who enjoys a lager, um, I was like, ooh, hoppy lager? I don't know how that's going to go. I fully understand that. Yeah, I I didn't know if it was going to be just too much, like an IPA, but it wasn't. I thought it was very drinkable. You know, I I would definitely get a full-size glass of it. I, you know, even considered getting a growler to take home. I liked it that much, (laughs) um, which was saying a lot for me, but... Um, I do have other friends who had had it over the weekend as well, and they were like, it's kind of vegetable-y, it's kind of not what I would drink, I didn't really enjoy it, so I don't know if they just had a different expectation of it, or you know, had a different thought about what it should taste like, but I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah that's good info, too, because I don't think, uh, one, that's not one we went over last week that no. was on the list. No. And two, that's not one uh, you uh, you and I have had so far. We're getting beaten in our own game. Well, no, because we've had way, way more. Well, that's <laughs> Also true. Um... We actually went to Pig Iron on uh, Monday. So what's Pig Iron? We so, talk, I think we talked about that before, but remind everybody what it is. So Pig Iron, it's a, it's a place up in Cranberry. It's a lot like the industry public house in that they have like 66 taps and they also have like just general kind of pub grub and everything i actually thought it was a barbecue place oh really (laughs) it sounded right to me because you know i've never been there before sounds like they should be roasting a pig on a spit in the back at all times which they which they actually did have a full pig roast over the weekend which also again lent itself to me thinking it was a barbecue place (laughs) but that's not the case but um on monday they had all of the uh, pittsburgh collaboration beers on tap very nice or oh. so we thought, because they didn't have the one Kelsey just brought right. up. <laughs> oh. You know, it ever it would seem very popular on Friday night. It seemed like a lot of people were ordering it when I was getting it at the bar, yeah. so maybe they just ran out of it. I, so what I'm hearing is you drank our beers. <laughs> you drank all the beers before they could even get up to the the Yeah, pig I might have. So it's all your fault. But it was only a taster. <laughs> we bring Kelsey on the show. <laughs> she drinks all the collaboration <laughs> beer. What's left for us? It was the only collaboration beer I had all weekend. It's the only real Pittsburgh Craft Beer Week thing that I've done so far during the week, but hopefully more to come. The week is not over. Exactly. The week it's is only, young. That's it real. is very young. So I must say of the uh, the collaboration beers that were on tap, uh, there were some really good ones. One of the collaboration beers that I truly enjoyed uh, it was actually from East End Brewing. That was the Double Goza 7. That was a sour beer, obviously, since it's a Goza, you're going to have those sour notes, sour taste to it. That was really, really good. I enjoyed it immensely. Yeah, I like that one a lot, too. It wasn't, it actually wasn't as sour. And I don't know if Gozas are generally as sour as a true sour beer, because they are no. the typical style of the Gozas, brewed with, like, pink Himalayan salt. Right. Right. And that's kind of what gives it its taste. It's not always as sour as a, a true sour beer. No, no. It, it wasn't sour. It was... Um, tart? Yeah, it was tart. That, okay. That's a perfect way to explain it. Mm. It was very tart. The one I really enjoyed was the uh, Buzz Zerker, and that's the collaboration between Rivertown and Kingview Mead. 
and it's a sati type of beer. And what it was was there's a lot of honey and everything. It honestly tastes more like a mead than a beer. Okay. But it was it's also a ten percent, and you taste every bit of that ten percent. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, nice, <laughs> yeah. nice. You, it's a it's a very it's it's really flavorful and it's full of that boozy mouthfeel, but also a lot of just honey, kind of just hanging out. Sounds like an interesting collaboration between a brewery and a meadery. And I know we talked about it last week, and actually we talked about the Spoonwood Brewery that's doing a collaboration beer that's similar with Apis Mead. So Mm -hmm. I've never had, like, a beer-mead combination before. So I imagine what happened was uh, Rivertown actually bought a lot of the honey that Kingview uses. I believe they actually produced their own honey for their operation. That would make sense. And that's awesome. I'm glad that they do something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know where Kingview is, by any chance? Well, the thing is, I'm not sure that they have an actual meadery yet. I know they just keep a lot of bee, uh, like beehives in the area. They produce their own honey, as compared to Apis, who I believe gets their honey from Burgestown. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Thanks, right. Steve. But it's still all local honey. And that's the important Local goodness. Thing. So, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. And another thing uh, Adam and I did for uh, Craft Beer Week is not necessarily something that was on the docket of events, but we went on down to Cobble House Brewery. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we Ooh, talked yes. about that last week. And yeah, you we guys talked said about you were going down we, after the show. And we kept our word and we went. Oh, wow, very <laughs> nice. Successful. So we went down the Cobble House, down, right down in the heart of Coriopolis. Fifth Avenue. Yeah. It's like right in the middle, right next to the McDonald's. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. But what's really nice is they're right next to the public parking lot. So you go in there, pop a couple quarters into the machine. You walk. paid? Yeah. <laughs> I'm an upstanding citizen. <laughs> well, you have to pay. You don't want to get a ticket. That's no. worth way more than a couple quarters. Nobody else paid. <laughs> well, I did. So I guess I covered for the rest of you. Yeah, good. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> so how was it? How was Cobble House? Good place? That is a good place. Would yeah. recommend. Yeah. Okay. Uh, definitely find your way down there. They have a lot of good stuff on tap. They're Hefeweizen. The Sammy being B. That, yeah, the Sammy B. That being that we're talking, drinking a Hefeweizen now. And my name is Sam. Yeah, it, it, I think it's best to bring up theirs. Theirs is a bit different from the one we're drinking now. It's a lot more banana flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found it really good. As did I. I and talking with uh, the proprietor, Scott, uh, he also said that that was the the absolute favorite of everybody that came in uh, that is definitely the the highest seller very he's, nice he's having some trouble keeping it on tap because he everybody keeps ordering it so that's what i consider good problems yeah absolutely how many drafts do they have down at cobble house uh at the moment they or well when we were down there they had eight okay. because i got a flight of six and then had the other two just in drinks <laughs> perfect yeah so. and, and they're still still kind of perfecting their their menu their beer menu they've got a couple different ones coming down the pike they're still experimenting a little bit so what's the atmosphere in there like is it a pretty cool atmosphere what's the, what's the bar what's the layout like do Mellow. they have food they do not have food uh, but uh, it's similar to other places where they have local food menus there easily uh, readily available uh, when S- Steve and I were there we actually ordered some wings from our favorite wing place Big Shot Bob's, which is about two blocks down the road. Big fan. I know Steve's a big fan. I don't know if you guys have ever had them. Oh, have, yeah, uh, I've had it many times. Yeah, no, Sam and I discovered that place. Yeah. <laughs> I have not I used had to live shot. by the original. The, the atmosphere of the place is, it's kind of a work in progress at the moment. Mm-hmm. There's not much up on the walls. It's kind of just a standard fare, like 
uh, brewery. Reminded me a bit of Roundabout. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. It, there's like there's not a whole lot going on. He said he's looking to put you know more stuff up on the walls and kind of bring that old world style in. Uh, yeah, they were more concerned with getting getting open, getting the beers out to the people. Yeah, this was only the second weekend they've actually been open. Right. So, <laughs> so they, there is still much progress to be made, but they are open. They have good beers. Uh, another one that we had that I know I enjoyed, and I'm pretty sure Steve enjoyed as well, was the Imperial Shadow. Yeah. This was, was, what uh, beer was that? That was the Imperial Stout. Okay. That was the one that was black as night. Yeah? And they delivered on that one. Yeah. Woo-wee! That was good. The interesting thing about that one is it had a very raisin kind of flavor to it. It did, but it wasn't overpowering. No, no, no. But it was very much kind of, even in the nose, you had like a raisin nose to it and then like a raisin aftertaste. So it definitely had a different, uh, kind of different taste to it other than rather than regular uh, yeah, stouts. Well, I tell you, I look forward to getting down to Cobble House. That's one that I've been looking forward to, and unfortunately this weekend just didn't get a chance to go down, but it's definitely on the short list of places to visit in Pittsburgh, so hopefully I'll get there soon. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. It's definitely worth a trip. So I on Sunday of this week, I actually took a little bit of a trip outside of the Pittsburgh area, uh, went up to Clarion, Pennsylvania, uh, went up to uh, celebrate a friend's 30th birthday. Uh, so, Mix, happy 30th birthday. Congratulations, you made it out of your 20s. And we actually met at the Clarion River Brewing Company in downtown Clarion. And I gotta tell you, uh, they make some pretty good beers there as well. I've never even heard of that brewery. I, I, don't think they, I don't think they have any beers that migrate all the way down to Pittsburgh. I've they never do, seen them anywhere. They do not. Uh, they are still in their infancy. They've only been open about a year. Uh, but they are desperately looking to try to get into bottling and canning to get into the distribution game. Do they do at least uh, growlers? Uh, they do crowlers. Okay. okay. So they they got that crowler game going. All right. As so, as seems to be the new trend lately. It does. It does. One of my personal favorites that they had there was the Blame It on the Rain. Uh, that was an American Porter. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and they also had it on Nitro. I know I've been harping on Nitro for the past what four or five episodes. Yeah. Finally yeah. had me a good porter on Nitro, and it was it was fantastic. Even just watching it getting poured had that nice cascade of the head coming through the beers. Oh, it was very picturesque delicious beers and another one that they had that actually really threw me off was i believe it was called their 1841 it was a cream ale so a very basic cream ale it was good however what they did was they gave you the option of three different flavors they would put in essentially a flavor shot hmm. so, oh, okay okay so you could have either i believe it was blood orange blueberry or strawberry and rhubarb it's an interesting concept, a flavor shot in a beer. It's kind of like Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, 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 exactly. But, I mean, if you're going to do that, you're going to do that with something that's a, a, not a basic beer, but a simple beer. And a cream ale is definitely in that category. So what flavor did you choose, Adam? Oh, I went strawberry rhubarb. Really? I right. did, yeah. I, it's the weekend. Celebrate a little bit. Yeah, that's true, I guess. I don't know what I would have wanted. I probably would have gone blueberry myself. Yeah, but, but I've had blueberry before. When, when was the last time you ever had rhubarb in a beer? I don't know. The silence, yeah. the silence <laughs> says, I was going to say, not very often. So when you're presented with an opportunity like that, you got to take it. I guess so. And I'm happy that I did. Hopefully someday I will be presented with that exact same opportunity, and hopefully I'll make the right choice now. I know. Apparently I wasn't before. I know where you can make that choice at. Clarion River Brewing? Yes. So if for whatever reason you're up towards Clarion, if you're going to frolic on the Allegheny or the Clarion River, head into downtown Clarion. It's right by the courthouse. Go check them out. 
uh, it's definitely worth the trip. Perfect. All right, so a couple new breweries to check out. Very exciting. We got Cobble House and Clarion River, so definitely both on my short list. Now let's get back to the beer at hand here, guys. This is Adam's beer for the rest of his life. The Hefeweizen Funchischkanisch Dwenstefaner. Weinstefaner. Weinstefaner. I was close, right? I Don't make close. me smack the table. <laughs> All right, so... What do you guys think? What are your final thoughts on this beer? We probably know what Adam I is going to say. So. I love it. <laughs> I was going to start with somebody else, but if you want to say you love it first, yeah, yeah, why the hell yeah. yeah, put it in my casket when I die. All righty. Okay. It's coming with me. Mental note. You won't Mental drown note. in it because you'll be dead already. So <laughs> this, this took a blue turn real quick. Well, well, you said uh, you want it in your casket. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, you can uh, have it in your casket. Yeah, I don't want to drown. And we'll put whatever you want in your casket with you. We'll mix beers together if we have yeah. oh, to. Do that. And if any of you put an IPA in my casket, so help me, I will <laughs> come up from the grave and I will find you. I think we all know who would probably do that. And I will destroy you, Sam. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm not wasting a good IPA. I'm throwing malt liquor in this casket. <laughs> oh, I get cold 45. Old E for life. No, you're not even getting cold 45. You're getting old E. Old E for the afterlife. Yeah. <laughs> Throw a couple hurricanes in there. Dicey. All right, Steve, what about you? What do you think of this? I really enjoyed this beer. It's, I mean, it's a Hefeweizen. And there's not much else to say about that. You know, we already covered it before that it's not too heavy on that banana flavor that's present in most Hefeweizens. And the, it's much more of a clove and spice that comes through. You know, I believe Weifestiner, Weifentiner. Weinstefaner. Weinstefaner. You know, they've been around for a long time, as has Frozenconer. I believe they are the world's <laughs> oldest yeah. brewery, as said on the label. Yeah. So, yeah, they know what they're doing. Yeah, they've been around for a while, so, yeah, they more they, or less invented the Hefeweizen they got a They got a good <laughs> business model. Yeah, and everything everything else you drink is just going to be compared up against this. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much you can just really get off track with this one. I'd say you milked it for two minutes, so that was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Gels? What do you think of this? The most important most vote. The, the most important vote. The um, one that matters. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I could definitely see myself sitting on my porch this summer, having a couple of these. I did notice that after the first sip, I lost some of that clove intensity, and it started to rise on that banana flavor. So towards the end, I got way more banana and way less of that spicy clove that I really enjoyed in my first couple sips. But have a couple of these and be very satisfied right on and I, and I think part of that was it had warmed up a little bit i think that'll kind of change the flavor profile a little bit i'd agree with that Sam? Well, I, I don't think i let mine sit uh, well, that's <laughs> my problem too mine just went <laughs> one golf steve, steve, steve took his like a shot <laughs> up until this point i've only had one other wise fainer beer and it was the oktoberfest And I will say one thing about this brewery is that they really, really try to, or not try, but they really embrace the style of beer that they're making. Mm -hmm. Now, I didn't like the Oktoberfest, but I'm not an Oktoberfest guy, but I felt that... Really? You're not? I'm not. I don't like Oktoberfest beers, but I will say that 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 style was true, as is the Hefeweizen. I'm I'm blown away that you're not an Oktoberfest guy. This is news. I had no idea. (laughs) Well, you know what? If Oktoberfest actually took place in October, my birth month, oh, then I probably okay. would have enjoyed it. So it's but, more of a grudge than anything else. Yeah, so maybe that's maybe that's it. But, you know, with this Hefeweizen, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it was a great-tasting beer. 
it wasn't overpowering, but you could taste the banana, you could taste the cloves, and you know this wine of Stephanie is uh, is is just great. <laughs> I, I smack I, you. I I can't. I may not be able to pronounce it, but I drink it again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so really, that's all that matters. That's that's that. So, How he's gonna order it at a bar? <laughs> just just point. They'll yeah. figure it out eventually. Right, I want that one. Because <laughs> if I just say something, I might not get the Y hen. Steph, can't think of any other ways to pronounce this wrong. If you thought, uh, yeah, if you thought about just pronouncing it correctly, <laughs> we can Heinzener. The wine is named Jehersch. The Wiener Schnitzel. Wiener Schnitzel. <laughs> so I, I am going to introduce something slightly different here. Uh, my personal scale uh, on these beers: uh, zero or one. Steve, zero means you wouldn't drink it again. One means you would drink it again. Zero or one. It's we's dunes binaries like computers and stuff. Yep. Yeah, I'd do one. Yeah, all right. Sam, zero or one. One. Kels? Zero or one? Eins. There it is. One's all around. Yay! Alright, so really the only vote that really matters though at the end of the day is Kelsey's. So think long and hard about a beer that you can't even pronounce and is similar to Blue Moon. That's your first one. The wine Schaffenauk stuffed honor. Now, we're gonna come back here in a few minutes. We'll be back with another beer for the rest of your life. It's going to be from yours truly, Mr. Sam. And we're going to talk about something that's coming up very soon for you. Very soon. All right. Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be back at you in no time. Oh, good lord. Did you guys enjoy that? All right, so we are back, and we are going to be talking about dun-dun-dun weddings this segment. So that's going to be great, because as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, uh, Kelsey, our special guest, is going to be getting married next month. Hooray! But before we talk about her marriage, I'd like to talk about my marriage to the next beer. As in, if I could only drink one beer for the rest of my life, it's going to be this one. And this is a fantastic beer. It's one of my all-time favorites, and I'm sure it'll be soon to be an all-time favorite of everyone on this podcast today, especially Kelsey. It is from Boulder, Colorado, from the Boulder Beer Company, and it is their Mojo IPA. And this IPA has been around a while. It's a staple in the IPA community and one of my all-time favorites. So to no surprise, guys, I have brought an IPA for everyone to try. <laughs> so this is seriously the beer that you would drink for the rest of your life? Absolutely. No matter the situation. No that's matter the, one the you situation. I could sit down and I want a crisp, clean, tasty IPA. I could have that in any situation with any type of food and just really, really be okay. happy. Okay, all right. So, okay. So today we're going with the Boulder Mojo IPA. Now, has anybody ever had this beer before? I have. No. I have. No, it's got those three dirty little letters on it. Well, of course. I mean, they're the best. They're the best letters that you could have on a beer. (laughs) I mean, you you brought Blue Moon, so don't give me too much grief until you try it. (laughs) You Wayne Sconner. Wayne Sconner. (laughs) Oh, that was what what it was, right? Did I pronounce it right that time? You were zero percent right. 
All right, well, look, this is a beer that you do not have to just go about slamming your fists on the table when you're drinking it. This is a nice, clean drinker, something that I think I everybody will place. really, really enjoy. Um, just to give you a little couple facts on this beer, um, this is a 7.2%, so it is a little bit on the heavy side, which... If this was the only beer you could drink for the rest of your life, it might be a little challenging sometime in the summer if you want to have, you know, eight to ten of these. You might be a little bit drunk afterwards, but so seven point two, it it's up there with that seventy-two Imperial that we had last episode. Exactly. Only this one's going to be better. And that was that was also a Colorado beer. That was that was a Breckenridge. That was Breckenridge. So practically neighbors. So let's take a look at the color of this beer. It's nice. It's awesome. It's got a great color, don't you think, guys? Kind of a nice I'm orange gold. I'm pretty sure we should just completely cut off Sam's mic for this portion <laughs> when we're talking about this beer. Well, of course, he's going to gush over it. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it, uh, it does have a really good clean color to it. It's, yeah, it's not really hazy, but it is kind of hard to see through unless when I look at it top down, I can see right through it, which is kind of a weird thing. I mean, this beer is not only tasty, but it's also an optical illusion, yeah. so that makes it extra cool. Would you say it's a optical illusion? Dun, oh. dun, dun. Okay, no, wait that's a, a different beer. No, you can't. No, you that can't. is a beer, and I think that's also by Boulder. They do a optical illusion. There is a optical illusion beer. I can't say for sure if it's Is it Boulder. Blue Point or Boulder? I can't say for sure oh, which man. one it is, but the optical illusion definitely is a beer. It, does it absolutely exist. is, yes. and I've had it, and I know it's really good. I think it was Blue Point. I think it's Blue Point. Anyway, uh, on the nose... It's really, really hoppy. It's very hoppy. You can smell the hops right yeah. off the bat, and they smell glorious. Do you know what the IBUs is on this one? The IBUs is. IBUs is. The IBUs. It's got them IBUs. It's a 70 according to Untapped. Aha, okay. 70 okay. IBUs. Okay. All right. Definitely smells, smells hoppy. It's a optical illusion in itself. Let's give it a taste. Why? <laughs> wow. Why? Wow. Why would you do this to yourself? The flavors, the hoppiness, they linger in the back of your throat. Isn't that glorious, guys? So is this supposed to be kind of a Belgian IPA? Is it supposed to have Belgian tendencies to it? No. Generally, this beer is going with a strong Amarillo hop. And what that's going to do for the beer is it's going to create kind of a fresh kind of grapefruit-like flavor to it, so I'm kind of a it. kind of a citrusy flavor I'm um, on the back that's, that's why I'm not I'm not even enjoying this one. I'm it's got, it's full of the Amarillo hop. I'm not getting any citrus in the back end. Really? Oh, I can taste the grapefruit. Nope. Pretty no much fuggle, very, no care. very pronounced. Yeah, I can taste the grapefruit and everything. I'm So I'm not a big fan of the Amarillo hop when it's, like, in abundance. Really? I believe... Uh, it's Flying Dog. They have an Amarillo single hop. Yeah, they do. It's very good beer. No, I very hate that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, if you're not a fan of, fan of Amar Amarillo hop or kind of that grapefruity citrus flavor lingering yeah. in the back of your mouth, you're probably not going to like this beer. But hey, no. it's my beer for the rest of my life, That's which true. means you'll drink yours, I'll drink mine, Adam and Joel drinks his, and Kelsey will just say that this is the best one she's had tonight. By the look on her face, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think, Kelsey? What's your first thoughts on this beer? It's very hoppy. It it's is. It's very hoppy. And sometimes I don't enjoy when the hops are, like, smacking me in the face first thing. So um, I, I'm going to have to think about this one. That was very democratic of you. <laughs> Thank you. You should go into politics. That was nice. <laughs> now, as this beer begins to grow on you guys... 
We'll let you think about it for the rest of the segment, sip on it a little bit more, and in the meantime, let's get into a more important topic. A and much that is, more important topic. And that is, of course, wedding season. So our esteemed guest, Kelsey, will be getting married next month, and we're all very much looking forward to the wedding as it's going to be a, a great bash. So Indeed it will. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it, Kelsey? How are things coming along with you? They're coming along well. Uh, the wedding's May 20th. We are getting married down in Oakland, so it should be a good time. Just a couple last-minute preparation things going on right now, but I'd say other than those, we're we're ready to go. So I have a question. Yes. Uh, is it true that I do need to bring my dancing shoes to this affair? You absolutely should bring your dancing shoes to this affair, as should Steve and Sam. Steve don't dance. Steve will dance. <laughs> Steve will dance. The bride says, you gotta dance, you gotta dance. (laughs) Even if you stand on the edge of the dance floor and sway back and forth with a drink in your hand, I'll take it. You can be like the backup singer for a doo-wop band. (laughs) Don't don't let Steve fool you. He's gonna be in full force, chasing after those bridesmaids, Mm -hmm. looking for a little dance. Yeah, we'll dance, quote marks. Do a little sweet <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't putting dancing in quotes. I was just actually saying, No, I'm putting dancing in quotes. Steve's going to be loaded, though. I have a good feeling. You guys could just get a hotel room down there and just stay the night. Get an Uber, use the hotel shuttle, walk it. I mean, there are so many options down a there. Shuttle. A that, shuttle. That is one of the nice things that has happened in recent years with weddings is the the shuttle. And, the shuttle is key, and shuttle that always key. gains points in my book. I always keep a I always keep a scorecard for all the weddings I go to. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that always adds points whenever there's a shuttle available back to the hotel. What else is on your scorecard, Adam? Well, since this is a, a craft beer show, uh, is there beer there? There will be beer there. As you know, people like to drink at weddings. <laughs> yes. And drink a yes. lot at yes. weddings. Yeah. So I don't care what kind of beer it is. Great. Because uh, I am there to celebrate. Perfect. There is one thing that I I have found out. Uh, that I enjoy at weddings, and I usually only enjoy them at weddings. I like to have a Tom Collins. That is so funny because I feel like certain people, when they go to weddings, kind of had that go-to wedding cocktail, a Tom Collins, a 7 and 7, a whiskey sour, an amaretto sour. It's something you wouldn't normally order outside of a wedding reception, but when you're at the wedding, you're like, you know what? I'm going to get myself a Tom Collins, and this is what I'm going to drink the rest of the yep. night. Treat and yourself. Treat yourself. You know what's funny? That's 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 interesting. It's I'm, I'm a beer guy through and through, but when I go to weddings, I barely ever drink beer. Right. I am all about the cocktails. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all about those cocktails and those wines. Absolutely. Yes. I wonder why that is. Like, especially, you know, sure. we're talking about, let's, let's go out and let's have some good craft beer. It's a great thing to have at a wedding, but here we are now saying that we want mixed right. drinks and wine. What is happening here, guys? I think part of it is that certain places have bar packs. Packages. So we have a bar package at our our venue, okay. Um, and we have our choice of our you know kind of like traditional bar package, our signature bar package, and then the premium bar package. So unfortunately, sometimes those beers are not what would be deemed craft beers. Uh, they're more like your Coors Light, Yingling, Bud Light. Budweiser, some Coronas. If you maybe opt for the premium, you'll add like an Amstel Light or a Heineken or a Guinness. Maybe a Sam Adams in Ma- there. A Sam Adams. Yeah. Sam Adams. Yeah. That's usually premium yeah. at a wedding. Maybe, yeah. maybe a Blue Moon. Yeah, uh, keep that in mind. Yeah. So, I mean, sometimes the, the beer choices, especially as people get more into craft beer, aren't as open or as stocked 
that some people would like. So, you know, they kind of default back to that cocktail or to that wine. Yeah. yeah and I know that I am completely guilty of that. I, I would agree, too. I, I don't usually... I'm not like you where I'll just settle in and tuck in with the Tom Collins all night. Well, it's not necessarily all night. I just had to have at least one. Okay. Because okay. that, that's the way I am with an old-fashioned. I can see you drinking uh, old-fashioned. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And, and that's actually... I could roll with an old-fashioned yeah. all night long. Yeah. That's something that... I don't know. I got started on recently. Uh, our friend Chris introduced me to an old into the old fashioned. Oh yeah. Because usually, because usually, uh, I'll for the night I'll be J- uh, Jameson and ginger. That's my drink. That's my all That's day your go-to. drink. That's yeah. my all day drink. <laughs> all day. <laughs> but a, a good old fashioned is yeah. really good, and you just want to see who can make one. Right. <laughs> and that that is something that I an adventure that I go down as well is with the Tom Collins. I, if you order them from 12 different bartenders, you get them 12 different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've ordered them, and they've come back pink. That is not correct. I can tell no, you that right no, now. That, uh, that is not correct. No. 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 <laughs> but, yeah, th- that is interesting that, you know, the bars, bartenders have a bar standard. They Everyone should know kind of what range it should be in, and a Tom Collins should not be pink. <laughs> no, no. That should be basic day one stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, Kelsey. Uh, yes. Basically, what you're saying is you're not going to have 100 taps at your wedding <laughs> for us to choose from a plethora of craft beer, and it's all going to be free. Unfortunately, no, we will not be having 100 taps at the wedding, but the booze will be free at the wedding. Yay! So, um, you know, you can have as much Bud Light or Miller Light or, you know, whatever you want, so... That's beer mosa making. <laughs> <laughs> you could make a beer mosa if you would like. You can get old fashions. Um, I think once we're done recording here, I'm going to have to go uh, book a hotel room. Okay. I think that's what's going to have to happen. There you go. Now right. we're tempting yeah. you. So, you know, as we pointed out, you know, weddings, sometimes that's, you know, sometimes you can see a craft beer or two at a wedding, but that's usually not the prime destination right. for, you know, craft beer drinkers. Now, how about the rehearsal dinner or kind yes. of like a pre-party to the wedding? Right. That could be some somewhere where you might be able to introduce a few more beers. Right. And my fiance and I actually are doing that. We are going to a BYO restaurant for a rehearsal dinner. So we're able to bring everything in. Oh, that is um, awesome. Right. So we're going to be bringing in some wine. And then we're also going to be hitting up the local breweries in the area because there are so many good ones so we really want the out-of-town guests to get a nice feeling and a nice sense of kind of the craft beer that Pittsburgh has to offer and kind of the scene that we have going on right now Um, so we are going to probably get you know anywhere between two to four different beers that we'll offer at our rehearsal dinner um, and kind of hopefully wow the pants off some of the out-of-towners coming in that's really awesome yeah that's nice and that's a great way to feature our local beer in Pittsburgh right. for mm-hmm. those out-of-town guests so they get an opportunity to try that because odds are if they're coming in for a wedding especially if they're in the wedding right they might not have time to hit up any of the local breweries right. they're gonna be busy with you guys for the wedding exactly. Yeah, exactly and we you know even if they're not canning we can get growlers or crowlers and get a couple different ones going and it could just be a really nice way to have some better different varieties of beer it's a little taste of home. Exactly, exactly. I remember when one of my buddies got married, he did his rehearsal dinner at Penn Brewery. Which is awesome, and we actually looked at doing it. There. Did you really? So, yeah. It was fantastic. They rented out the whole bottom room, and they had their own personal bartenders down there, and you could just grab whatever Penn beer you wanted. It was all included with the rehearsal dinner, and it was just... 
it was so much fun to be able to do that. Just a really cool, uh, cool location for something like that. Now, were they doing the uh, half milk jugs? <laughs> <laughs> like the Oktoberfest. Uh, unfortunately not. Every beer that you got was served in the traditional pint glass, not the empty milk jug. But you know what? Takes there's all of the fun out of it. Boy, hey, there's always room for improvement. <laughs> That's great to hear, too, because with so many breweries popping up over Pittsburgh, I feel like that could become a new trend, especially if they have a banquet hall or an area that you could rent out and they could start working with caterers or restaurants that may be near them to start you know, providing some of those food options to host not only rehearsal dinners, but maybe like parties or private events, um, which I think will just continue to drive the buzz of, of the breweries in the area. Now, after the wedding, that's when the booze... I don't want to say stops flowing, but it stops flowing for free. Yes. So now we've moved from the wedding to kind of the after party, yes, whether right, it's a hotel right. lobby, whether it's well, you we know, blew it's through the reception. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. blew through the reception. Yeah, we blew through the, the reception. It's going to be great, guys. Our DJ's super fun. I it's am gonna, looking the forward food's going to be really good. But with it being May twentieth, we're going to be doing a lot of really bright spring colors and we're just going to kind of make it really fun and inviting and like a big party atmosphere in there we got some lighting and just some really cool stuff well if you want a party atmosphere you definitely invited the right guys right uh we will be there we will be on the dance floor including steve uh <laughs> see, if nothing else the bride has requested it so it's got to happen Mm-hmm. That's the gift, then. <laughs> wow. Wow, okay. Man, that's... All right, all right. You know what, Steve? If that's the gift, then I will gladly take it. <laughs> you got to dance with the bride. As we're... See, I was thinking, I was thinking, like, the Cupid Shuffle. That's what he's got to do. Oh, man. I'm no. Not <laughs> no, not Cupid Shuffle. The electric the slide? The wobble. Oh, yeah. my God. If Steve... <laughs> If Steve does, if Steve learns the wobble for this wedding, I will, I will give him five dollars. <laughs> you know what? I'll match it. I will so match it. So you're up to ten, and I know the perfect person to teach you the wobble. Okay, I'm gonna pause for a second. Um, remember Adam before the show? I was talking about hypercardioid, uh, you know, yeah. pickup patterns and microphones. Mm. I'm now at that point where you were <laughs> of, I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about. The wobble? You don't the know the wobble? wobble? No. <laughs> Come on, dude. It's like the best wedding dance. Is that the move it like burn? No. no. It's, it's essentially the, the modern time uh, electric slide. Yes. Wait, is this the garbage where you clap two times? No. no. That's, that's, uh, I hate that What one. is that song called? That's the Casper slide. What I'm hearing is, is that we're going to have to send you some YouTube videos, some instructional videos. We don't even need to Nay. send them to him. He can just look up the wobble on YouTube himself. Hey, I have a great instructor for you. He's really cool. I uh, kind of lost really, me. <laughs> I kind of really like him, and I'm kind of marrying him on the 20th. So. Oh. <laughs> so he ain't putting out. Thanks to you. Oh well, that's fine. He's all right. <laughs> Oh man! So yeah. this is gonna be great. So we're gonna get to see the Steve, see the Steve do the, <laughs> the wobble, wobble at Kelsey's wedding. This yes. is great. I like where this is going. I am. I, have no idea. I was already at a level ten for excitement <laughs> for this wedding. Now I'm at a twelve. It goes all the way to eleven. Funny, that's the number of Jameson and Gingers I'm gonna have to have. <laughs> that's, that's okay. Long, yeah. I mean, if that's what it takes. So be it. I'm just saying. That's how we got to get me there. <laughs> 11 Jameson. Oh, okay. We might have to upgrade to the premium bar pack because that, <laughs> that has the Jameson in it. <laughs> I'll do that for you, though. 
Uh, you can you can trick me with cheap Irish whiskey. Perfect. That's, <laughs> is it just in general? It's just gotta. T- <laughs> it's just gotta taste right. That's all. Okay. Okay. Oh man, this is gonna be great. So so we're gonna go through the reception. Okay. We're gonna drink some beers. We're gonna drink some cocktails and some wine. Right. Dance. And we're gonna dance. We're gonna, and we're gonna wobble. We're gonna watch Steve do the wobble, and we're gonna watch Adam and Steve hit on all the bridesmaids, and it's gonna be great. Uh, I'm gonna stop fun. you right there. Uh, they're gonna be hitting on me. Okay. <laughs> Once I, they see you on the dance floor, they will. Because I look good in a suit. Stone cold <laughs> fact. I'm not gonna argue with that. So if you haven't guessed, we'll all the ladies the listening, <laughs> I of course am married, so apologize to everybody for that. Ladies, gentlemen, whoever might be interested, Kelsey is getting married. So she's off the market. She's, she's off, off the market. market. But 50% of our hosts are still available. But they're going quick, so if you want to <laughs> invest early. Yeah, invest early. You want to get it on it now? There's plenty. There's plenty of time, but time is running out. So, so if if you wanna if you wanna lock down Steve, apparently the way to do that is Jameson. If you if you ladies are looking for a good fixer upper, <laughs> it's just like the HGTV show except with real people. Someone could really you know tap into their inner Joanna and just put some shiplap on them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can do some shiplap. Nice. <laughs> that farmhouse style. I don't know if I want to go into a farmhouse style. Do the barn boots on you? Am I getting a new backsplash? Yeah. <laughs> yes, maybe a marble countertop. I like where this is going. I'm going to get a shave and a haircut and a new Ale Storm shirt. <laughs> they got a new album out. They got new merch. Come on. It's time to upgrade. All right, so we've made our way through the reception, and mm-hmm. then we're thinking about winding down the night. So the booze has not ceased, but the booze is no longer free. Correct. That's where you got to kind of transfer back over a little bit. And think about where you want to finish the night at. So what do, what do you guys think? What do you recommend, Kelsey? It's your wedding. How do you recommend oh. your guests finish out the night? I was going to, to say, how far are we from Hemingway's? We are within walking distance of Hemingway's. Go on. <laughs> we are also within walking distance of Peter's? Yes. 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 And both of those places have fantastic craft beers. Yes. Yeah. Hemingway's especially. That's why I brought up Hemingway's. But it's just interesting. Like, in a college town, sometimes you don't expect to see that quite as right. much. And I, mean, I might be jaded because I went to Grove City, so there wasn't even <laughs> there was bars there, let alone but beer. But there are now, Sam. There are now bars in Grove City. That is true. That is true. Yeah, you're definitely jaded on that one. As a person who went to Penn State, Maine, we had Zeno's and the 100 uh, the hundred beer list. Uh-huh. You know, and that was all craft beers. So. <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was a 100 beer passport. You <laughs> completed it and you get another one. That's all one. <laughs> Over 101. You get another one. There you go. I would always stop at Zeno's when I would go visit friends at Penn State, Maine. Yeah. We Zeno's. Would, we would always it. end up there. Love Zeno's. Now, whether we find ourselves after the wedding in a hotel lobby or we find ourselves at one of the cool bars in Oakland, what are you guys winding down the night with? Something light duty. Uh, well, honestly, at that point in time, I'm definitely going to be going uh, two fisted, one hand with water. Uh, the other one was something a little lighter, uh, maybe something like a Rattler, low ABV, but still kind of keep you maintained a little bit. Okay. I think sadly by that point of the night, I am on straight water. Oh, come on. See, at the wedding, <laughs> you're going to be chatting with people. You're not going to have time to drink. That's the time where you got to really yeah. start <laughs> double fisting. you got to start putting them away. <laughs> one stout, one porter, boom, boom, oh, boom. Oh, no. Um... 
just drink with Steve at that point. You'll be fine. <laughs> um, I'm not really sure. I think it's going to depend on how I'm feeling that day, what I may have already consumed at the wedding, um, but maybe something that I know I can have a couple of, you know, very easily. I can't think of a beer off the top of my head right now, but um, something that kind of piques my interest. So. Okay, awesome. one final question, and we kind of we, we passed over it, but going back in time. Now, something I did for Sam for his wedding, and I brought him a growler of one of his favorite beers, the Puncacino. Oh. Is there a beer that you would want maybe one of your bridesmaids to show up with that you guys could kind of have your own, you know, six-person? Uh, send-off. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 So any bridesmaids yeah. before the ceremony. So outside of all the champagne and right. Correct. and Correct. Oh, So bridesmaids, if you're, if you're listening, listening uh, listen. Interesting. Um, your last beer as a single woman. Wow, that's a lot of pressure. Um, ooh, I really need to to think about that. Okay, well, why don't you take the time to think about it, I'm and we'll to. come back to you at the end of the show. Perfect. Yeah. And you can, maybe it'll be one of the beers that you've had tonight. Maybe. Or maybe it'll be something you can actually think of that you want. That would be great. Circle back. Yes. <laughs> uh, we trapezoid back on this show. I'm sorry, let's trapezoid <laughs> back with me at the end of the show. So we're trapezoiding back then, I guess, to probably... One of the best beers ever created, I would say, with the Mojo IPA from Boulder. I'm going to start with, with my final thoughts on this beer. It's one of the best beers ever made. Everybody should drink it. End of story. <laughs> Who's next? Okay. That's one opinion. It's a it's it's an IPA. It, I mean, it does everything right. It's It smells good. It, you know, it looks like an IPA. I just really can't stand that Amarillo hop and that <laughs> grapefruit flavor it brings to it. Like, I don't like grapefruit in the wild (laughs) and it's very rare for me to enjoy it in a beer and the fact that this hop brings it to the flavor profile is just not for me uh i'd say go try it if you enjoy ipas but it's an ipa that i don't like for me i'm just glad that sam is not the beer czar and he makes the beer decisions in the world (laughs) <laughs> because if this was the only beer left in the world that we had to drink, Oy. I would not be drinking beer anymore. I do not like this beer for very obvious reasons. If you've ever listened to the show before, you know that I am not a fan of the IPAs. I am not a hophead like Sam. I, and even beyond that, there there are some IPAs that are better than others. So if I'm looking at it purely from an IPA standpoint, I felt that the aftertaste on it was just a little too much. It stuck around too much. To the point that it felt like I was chewing on a hot pellet a little bit. There's a little bit of that, I would say, almost a hop residue to it. Have you ever chewed on a hot pellet, Adam? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes, I have. Just making sure. Everybody has to learn their lesson sometime. <laughs> Everybody at this table has chewed on a hot pellet. I still taste it. And we all hate it. So much regret. But that doesn't mean we hate hoppy beer, so. No. What about you, Kels? What'd you think? It's very hoppy. I um, didn't dislike it as much as I thought thought I was going to initially however I don't see myself drinking more than one of these in a night it's just too much it's it's too hoppy it's just it's too strong I'm not getting enough of that citrusy grapefruit in the back end that the beer is promising me on the label but um I just I'm not sure about it I I I just have one I'm a one and done on this guy Hey, that's fair. So not a lot of love for the the Boulder Mojo IPA but since I'm the only one that has to drink it for the rest of my life I, okay I think I'm that. okay yeah, with that. You can go so. ahead and finish the bottle. So, please yeah. And, please and thank you. And I think what was interesting about what you guys said is, you know, for one of the, the reasons you disliked it, 
I mean, it's really kind of like a true super hoppy IPA. So if anybody out there is into that kind of thing, Boulder's been making the Mojo IPA for quite a while. It's one of their staple beers. They're one of their flagships, if you will. So check yeah. it out. And they also have the Mojo Ryzen, which is their double IPA. Their double IPA. Ah. So if this just isn't hoppy enough for you, try the Mojo Ryzen. See, strangely enough, I've had that too. And I like that one better than this one. I agree with Steve's statement. I like the Mojo Ryzen yeah. better than this. Yeah. And well, I, I, until tonight, I have had neither. So I certainly hope that the Mojo Ryzen is better than this one. I, I From what I remember, the Mojo Ryzen has a little bit more of a fruity flavor to it. Okay. And not the grapefruity flavor, but just a fruity, fruity flavor. Yeah. yeah. yeah that, that it makes it a little more palatable, to me at least. Sam, you should have brought that one instead. Hey, I don't <laughs> want to drink that one for the rest of my life. I want this one. That's I true. That is your opinion. You are entitled yes. to it. All right, everybody. One more beer for you. Steve's going to tell us about what he's going to be drinking for the rest of his life when we get back. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back at you with some more hot fun. Bridesmaids, Hop Nation, we are back, and we are ready for some more fun. And the wobble. And the wobble. Steve has learned the wobble. He's been practicing during our break, and he is, I don't know, I'd say probably a good five to six wobbles away from doing it at Kelsey's wedding. Great. <laughs> Thanks feeling, for the critique. <laughs> I'm feeling strong about this. Yes. And we also know that Steve is going to be inviting Gillian Jacobs to Kelsey's wedding. Which is super exciting because, for those that don't know, Kelsey and Gillian went to high school together. That's amazing news that I just found out in the break. Yeah, I just found that out as well. That's ridiculous. How did we never know this? You gotta, this you rude, gotta read Wikipedia <laughs> and you'll find these things out just like me. <laughs> Alright, so while we wait on Gillian's response, let's have Steve introduce the beer that he's going to be drinking for the rest of his life. With Gillian Jacobs. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> well, what I've brought today is going to surprise you and oh, the listeners just a little so. bit. Go on. Well, the beer I picked to drink for the rest of my life is not a stout, and it's not a porter. Really? Oh, interesting. What I brought today is actually a calambit. A what? Well, it is a Belgian-style ale, and okay. it's a fruit beer. Oh, okay. yes. all right. This one is the Omegong Rosetta, and what's special about this one is it's not even brewed in America. It's brewed in Belgium. Uh, one of them fancy pants imports. Yeah. So they, Omegon goes out of their way to have this brewed at the Leifman's Brewery in Belgium. So Omegon, they're out of New York, correct? Right. Cooperstown, I believe. Uh, yes. Yeah, right up there by the Baseball Hall of Fame. Very cool. But they have this brewed specially in Belgium and mm -hmm. then shipped over. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, what this beer is going to be is it's going to be an analog to the Castile Rouge. Another and, fine Belgian beer. Yes. Brewed by actual <laughs> Belgians. Yes. yes. <laughs> and distributed by Belgians. <laughs> But Omegong decided they wanted to try and copy that because that one is an amazing beer as well. What it actually is, though, is it's an ale and it's aged in sour cherry barrels. Oh. Yes. That sounds exciting. I've, I've never had this beer, but that's a quite a description you just gave of it. So I'm yeah. very excited to try it. I love um, cherries. Ha have you had... So you've never had the Castile Rouge? 
The silence says it all. I'm trying to remember you, if I have. I, I feel like you would remember it. <laughs> if, only, if only there was some Who sort of that? program or some sort of app uh, that could keep track of these things. <laughs> I, I can't imagine where a guy could come up with something like that. Well, even when I was using Untapped, I know for a fact that that beer was not in there. But that doesn't mean I haven't had it. No, that's not true because I do have it checked in on Untapped. No, no, in my Untapped. Oh, like, in your uh, Untapped. Of the time period oh. that I was using. I did not drink the Castile Rouge. Yeah. That Let's worry about this. I, I, I feel like you would. Uh, I feel like you would remember it. Um, one of the big differences between this and the Castile Rouge, though, is uh, the Castile Rouge is about an eight percent, whereas this is a five-six. Ah, uh, so this is a lot more. This is uh, this is a lot of more an drinkable. easy drinker. And uh, if you're if you're kind of looking for a why I went with this over stouts and porters, is we were talking earlier about how. This is the last beer you'll ever drink, mm -hmm. and stouts and porters—they just don't fit every situation. They do not. They do I, not. I can't be drinking that stuff out in the sun at a pirate's tail. No, no. <laughs> I've seen oh. that happen before. <laughs> that you could. That, that, yeah. That will not end well. No, no. I'll get the sweats. <laughs> like I've been eating barbecue all day. <laughs> Got the porter sweats. Yeah. Oh. But this one, I uh, I feel like I could put in any time at any day so it certainly has a very distinct nose to it, it smells delightful. yeah you're gonna it's gonna be a little bit tart mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you should be getting that right up front oh very much so yeah very that's much. a nice dark amber color to it it really is would you say it's almost a cherry uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, if you hold it up to the light you get a very deep red cherry steve can i actually see the bottle for a moment absolutely please? thank you I I am too tempted to wait anymore. Yeah. I'm taking a sip. Yeah, I'm going with you. Ooh. Oh. It started out tart, and then it didn't. Yeah. And tart. Like then it, it didn't end tart. <laughs> like the very like the the initial hit on it, it, it was tart, and then it mellowed out very quickly. Yeah. It's it's almost it starts almost like a goza or uh, a sour, mm -hmm. but then it just stops. And then it it yeah. doesn't. Yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, because you can taste the cherries all the way through, but yeah, it's very strange. I wonder how they would get the flavor of the beer to do that, to become tart kind of as you're, I was going to say climaxing, but kind of as the beer peaks in your mouth and yeah. then kind of on the back end <laughs> on the way down, it, it mellows out. I don't even know if that made sense, but it kind of did in my head. So. It, it makes sense. It makes sense. Uh, I believe it's because um, it, they, are, they do use sour cherries to begin with. Okay. So that's probably how you get the initial, you know, yeah. pop. Um, it's really good. I would say the the long lasting mellowness to it, mm -hmm. it, it probably has something to do with the amount of time they age it. Okay. I'm not quite sure how long Umbagong does this one, but I believe um, the Castile is like six months in a barrel with cherries. Okay. So. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I feel like if I legitimately beer aside, just ate one of these sour cherries. I would get the exact same flavor profile. It'd be very sour up front, and then as I kind of swallowed the juices, it might mellow out. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think? Oh, I already told you what I thought. Yeah, where I you like at? it. Where are you at, Kelsey? <laughs> I really like this. Now, I had the Brandless on Cherries a few weeks ago by Epic Brewing, mm -hmm. and that was like very upfront cherry. Maybe a little too much cherry for me, but this is like a... I don't know if it's because it's a tart cherry and I like tart things, or I don't know. I'm really enjoying this. I'm really enjoying this. But again, I'm going to finish my glass, and I'm, I'm going to really have to reflect on what all three of these beers kind of do for me. So the one thing that I'm, I'm kind of getting through on this beer is it is very versatile. Mm -hmm. 
You can yeah. definitely drink this, you know, after a hard day's work or any other situation that you need to have a beer. Fancy, yeah. not fancy. Day, night, hot, cold, don't matter. You what? can have this beer and you can enjoy it. Like, I would sit on my deck with this beer. Yeah. Yeah. One, one of the things I enjoy about it is, again, even though it's a fruit beer, it's not sweet. It's And it's not fruity. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like you take that sip and you're just like, ooh, that's so sweet. Like, mm-hmm. why, this is truly a fruit beer. No, it has, like, again, that tart tartness, I think, really cuts through mm-hmm. nicely. Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. This is going to be a tough choice, guys. You guys have all brought three really good beers to the table, so I'm going to reflect during this third segment, and I'll let you know. All right. Well, while you ruminate on the three choices you have ruminate. today. Ruminate. Yeah. yeah. SAT word. I get to use one big word in an episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one I picked. And ruminate was it for today. So. Same, same went with wobble. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. But uh, while you think these over, we're going to play a game. Yay. All right. Let's make it happen. All right. And this week, we're headed back into the eye of the hurricane. Oh. Oh, no. For those that didn't hear the episode where we played last time, refresh the listeners as to what the hell the eye of the hurricane is. Can do. So, uh, a couple episodes ago, we played a little quiz. And that was between the three of the three of us, uh, Adam and Sam and Steve. That's all three of us. That's yeah. all three of us. Yes. There I, were I no more it. participants. I got it. Just the three of us. <laughs> we took a ten-question quiz. And if you could answer five of those questions correctly, you would be deemed the winner. And the first one to do that would be considered immune to the punishment of the loser. <laughs> and that punishment is? Chugging a hurricane. Oof. Now, now I remember that distinctly because as the loser of the first round, I had the pleasure of, well, not really the pleasure, more the displeasure of having to chug a hurricane. And it was... It was pretty disgusting. So for me, as somebody who didn't lose, I did have the pleasure of watching you drink that and, and seeing all the faces that you made while you were chugging that thing. Well, <laughs> the malt liquor is gross. <laughs> as the winner of the quiz, I get to enjoy the pleasure of hosting this week's quiz. Ah, very nice. Now, uh, the rules are going to be a little bit different because we have a guest today. True, true. And Kelsey is going to be playing against... Adam and Sam. Welcome to the Eye of the Hurricane. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> now, part of the rules uh, still stand. First one to answer five questions correctly will be considered having immunity. Okay. If we get through all ten questions uh, without a declared winner, then the person with the most points will be declared immune. Okay. Okay. And the remaining two participants will take on a final question. Certain death yes a sudden death wager question at which point it will be decided (laughs) who's chugging a hurricane it is decided Um, and somebody will be chugging a hurricane the other twist to this is if you answer five questions wrong you are automatically deemed a loser and you could be chugging a hurricane and the final bend to this is kelsey is playing as my surrogate for a dollar you can (laughs) throw the game (laughs) Hashtag uh, no pressure. <laughs> don't bribe because I'm still the host and I'll make you a loser automatically. <laughs> but if Kelsey wins the game, then I retain my hosting rights. If she loses and answers five questions wrong or just loses the game in general, I will be the one chugging the, chugging the hurricane. Okay. And if she just winds up in a middle position like Adam was last time, then nothing happens. Then nothing happens. Steve, I'm going to try to not let you down here. <laughs> uh, you can try your best not to let me down. And I've kind of done this to myself because I'm the one that come up with the questions. Yeah. So, <laughs> unless I gear them directly towards here. You are the quiz master. Yeah. 
So before we get started, let's let's all test out our buzzers. Right. Well, I'm gonna just call on you, and we'll test your buzzer out. Adam. Kelsey. Sam. All right. Well, sounds like everything's working properly. I'm nervous. Let's make this happen. Let's I'm move ready. on I'm with ready. the first question. I'm ready for Sam to drink another hurricane. <laughs> I'm good. Let's get into the eye of the hurricane, <laughs> and you guys can make blowing sounds, because I'm not doing the production for that. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate being in here. <laughs> question one. The word bridal comes from where? A, the English tradition of taking a groomsman out for a final bride ale. B, equestrian terminology. C, the Welsh tradition of brewing a special bride ale as a gift. Or D, from the Old English that literally means a festive party with ale. Sam. D. That's right. Sam's on the board with one. Sam's on the board. Sam's on the board. Question two. Kelsey, we're screwed. (laughs) <laughs> These are some hard questions. They are. Question two. Senosilicophobia is a fear of what? A, getting married. B, getting divorced. C, an empty beer glass. Or D, John Seno. Sam. An empty beer glass, sir. That's correct. Wow. Wow. Two, did... four, Sam. Sam's two, up to four, two. Two, four, Sam. Oh, boy. I don't want to be drinking any more Hurricane Ice. You can't <laughs> study <laughs> over this quiz Holy because, blue. damn, that was not fun last time. I smell collusion. Mm. No, no <laughs> collusion. I don't want to drink I... any Hurricane. Look, I really thought I'd... <laughs> I thought I would have got somebody on that one. Engagement rings with diamonds didn't become popular until when? A? 1930s. All right, and Adam just buzzes right in, and he gets one. <laughs> yes, it, it was only until 1938 that the De Beers Company brought in a marketing campaign for putting diamonds in rings. Let's move on. On average, for every 100 wedding guests, how many bottles of beer do they consume per hour? Per hour? A, 25, B, 40, C, 67, D, 112. 112. No. Ah. Uh, uh, Sam's gets a negative. Kelsey. 40. No. Uh, I'm not going to answer. Okay. So time's up. I'll answer again. 67. <laughs> 67. Yeah. <laughs> Would have been 67. Would have been uh. 67. Next question. The word bride has an etymology that can be traced to what? A, to wash. B, to brew. C, to marry. D, to starve. Sam. D, to starve. Buzz. That's another miss? That's another miss, bud. Oh. That one was right, though. I I got the answer right. No, you didn't get the answer right. Damn. <laughs> you got the answer so wrong. Right. <laughs> so, this, Those no. are your options. <laughs> Adam. I'm going to go with Wash. And that's a buzz for Adam. Ah, no. Oh, man. Kelsey, you basically have a 50-50 chance. No, but I... I you can get up on the board, and you're supposed to be a bride soon. To when? <laughs> Wait, did you not already have the bride quiz? <laughs> did you pass your boards? She's still got a month left. So what are my two options left, Steve? So, the options are to wash, to brew, to marry, to starve. Is it to marry? No, it's not, not to marry. Kelsey gets another buzz. Buzz. Oh, man, we're, we, we started a, off strong. This is really tough. Yeah, what the heck, this man? Is hard this is hard. 
the word bride has an etymology that can be traced to brew. You know, oh. how sad is it that none of us got this on a podcast? <laughs> yeah, that's actually really bad. <laughs> that talks about craft beer. But I guess that seems a little too on the nose for this. Yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm, well, that's why it got put in, though. Man. What a bunch of losers. We should just all chug hurricanes. <laughs> the, uh, it also can mean to cook and to to make a broth. Hmm. But huh. the uh, the root word is an old, uh, kind of an old Germanic, B-R-U. Oh. You can find it in other words like brood, uh, brute, and bruthes. Wow. Yeah. I was not aware of that. And now you are. Moving on, here's one that might be a little easier. Here's hoping. Uh, according to Wikipedia, in 2012, how many breweries were uh, licensed in the state of PA? Your choices are 112, 134, 188, and 230. Sam. 188. Buzz. Uh, Another one. Buckaroo. That's three, Sam. You're in uh, trouble. I know, man. I better be careful with all these answers. Kelsey. 134. Oh, Kelsey's on the board. Ooh. Kelsey's on the board? Kelsey's on the board. Boo. Again, according to... How can you to, boo we, the guest? You can't do that. <laughs> hey, this is a competition. I can do whatever oh, I want. Oh, it's cutthroat. I'm playing to win. <laughs> Apparently not. Hurricane. All right, next question. On average, how many Vegas weddings are there a year? Oh, my. Your oh. choices are 25,000, 50,000, 75,000, and 100,000. Yeah, Sam's got a guess. I'm going to say 100,000. Ooh, and Sam gets one. Hey! Uh, wait, why am I cheering him on? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. That's three for me. So what uh, What okay. are the scores? So There's a lot of weddings. <laughs> current standings, uh, Adam has uh, one point and a strike. Mm. Kelsey has one point and two strikes, and Sam has evened himself with <laughs> three points and three strikes. Oh, no. Uh, we have three questions left, so Sam could get ballsy and lose, or he could win. <laughs> Let's oh, make this happen. Man, Let's this make this intense. happen. I love it. The tradition of wedding cake is from, A, the English tradition of just serving cake at a wedding, <laughs> B, Belgians gifting yeast from their monasteries, to brew with that were later used in cakes, C, the Irish needing something to soak up the booze with, or D, Italians breaking bread over the bride to signify good fortune. Yeah, interestingly enough, I can see that be Eddie Wood. Adam? C. The Irish needing something to soak the booze <laughs> up with? Yeah. Uh, that's a buzz, bud. <laughs> Kelsey. The Italian one, where they're breaking the bread over the for good fortune. And Kelsey's got a point. Man! I'll have you know I made up all the three <laughs> of the <laughs> other ones. Good. Uh -oh. Those were very convincing, though. Yeah. decoys. Second to last question. Kelsey's gaining on Sam. Oh, no. Could, oh, yes. Could Crash. pull herself ahead if she gets the next two right. Which of the following is brewed by Blue Jacket Brewing out of Washington, D.C.? A. Kelsey and Greg's wedding ale. B. Kelsey and Jeff's wedding ale, C. Kelsey and Sydney Crosby's wedding ale, D. Kelsey and Tom's wedding ale. It's Sam. Kelsey and Tom's wedding ale. That's a buzz for Sam. Oh, oh no. no! You got four, Hoss. Oh, all right, still oh. got one to go. That is correct. So you, you know what the disgusting thing is? I've actually been to that brewery before. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. They make some good beers. Cool. Uh, they're in the Navy Yard of DC, if I remember correctly. Oh. Oh. Uh, they had one. Actually, it was my 100th beer I ever checked into Untapped. You're stalling. I know I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I will, I will buzz in. Adam. I'm going to go with Kelsey and Jeff. That's a buzz. I don't care. I'm going to go with Kelsey and Greg's wedding ale. There's a point for 
Kelsey. <laughs> and alive. No. If it was Kelsey and Jess wedding ale, that would be amazing. And we I'm would probably be some. <laughs> contacting them to say, hey, can I get some cases of this for my wedding? Well, with one question left, Sam has three points, Kelsey has three points, and Adam has one point. Crap. At this point, I feel like we can declare Adam the loser. Well, I'm not the loser. Unless, unless Sam buzzes in. Yeah, but he's got to buzz in to beat Kelsey. Right. So you got it. You're you're playing roulette here, buddy. That's fine. Read the question. Oh, I like oh, it. Wow. I play to win, not play not to lose. All right, okay. All right. All right. In the TV show The Game of Thrones oh, and shit. book series, the Red Wedding is seen as an important event. How many Game of Thrones beers has Omegong produced? It's A, 3, B, 5, C, 7, or D, 9? 5. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's my other answer. Sam? Oh, yeah. coming in. 7. And with the win. That was my other answer. Oh, yes. yes. Is it 7 beers yes. for the 7 Kingdoms? Yep. Sam. Oh, there it is. It. That is why I watch Game of Thrones, ladies and gentlemen, so that I can get questions like that and win the Eye of the Hurricane. Thank you. After coming from behind the big loser from last time, having to chug that nasty ass hurricane, I am now in the winner's circle. Thank you to all my supporters out there. I uh, really appreciate you rooting for me on this episode. Whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, hold on a second. I was giving my victory speech, goddammit. No. <laughs> no, what are you no. talking about? I won. He won. Yeah, I know. I yeah. know, but... It doesn't deserve a victory speech. Yes, it does. <laughs> I mean, barely. You didn't even complete the five, and you got four strikes against yourself. You have the same amount of strikes as points. You're not that great. No. <laughs> but that is more points than anybody else at this table had. Fair enough. By what? You you barely won, and because of that, you do have immunity for the next challenge. Yay. You get to be the host. Now, well then, we have to decide between you two, Kelsey <laughs> you and Adam. <laughs> this, uh, this feels like a, a father is is here to discipline <laughs> us somehow. He's going to chastise us, and he's just, he's not mad, he's disappointed. I'm very disappointed, especially in Kelsey and not getting the Game of Thrones <laughs> I'm answer. I'm so sorry, I know I'm so disappointed in myself, and I know That's that... That's the one, that is the one question I set up for her. I know, I know, I just, I know I've had at least four of them, and I couldn't remember if there was only one more, and listeners, please do not, I am disappointed in myself. Please do not think less of me for missing the Game of Thrones answer. Think more of me for getting it right. <laughs> I was just not. hoping Sam was going to implode. That was kind of my game plan. Right. That's a good game plan. Yeah. And like, he almost did. It worked last time. Almost doesn't count. I got the win. Steve, I'm sorry I let you down. So who's chugging this hurricane, folks? Let's figure well, we that still, out. We still have to decide it with one more tiebreaker question, mm -hmm. question between these two. all the points on the board. All oh, one point. No strikes. <laughs> all the chips in the middle of the table. Let's rock and roll, sister. Let's make this happen. Part of the Omegong Game of Thrones beer series mm -hmm. is a beer that's called the Seven Kingdoms. Within one percentage point, tell me the ABV of this beer. Now here's a question. For the Seven Kingdoms, uh, do you have the ability to use a whistle to get between the different kingdoms? I think you're thinking of Eight Worlds? No, Super Mario <laughs> Brothers 3. <laughs> where you get the warp whistle. That is correct, yes. 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 Are you able to tell us what style the Seven Kingdoms beer is? It is a Belgian IPA. Thank you. 12. Adam has wagered 12. Adam, of course, going first because he has the least amount of points. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> As is tradition. As is Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> I believe. Um, 9.7. 
And with an ABV of only 6.9%. You serious? Yes. Uh, Bullshit. <laughs> now, are prices right rules in effect? No. Damn it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so it looks like I am the big... Uh, you are the big uh, loser. Big loser on this one. All okay. right. All right. Well, thank you, Kelsey. You didn't completely let me down on that one. I know, one. Steve. I'm, real, I'm just still real sorry. I may have lost my hosting privileges, but I at least don't have to put a hurricane in my body. <laughs> I think you'll regain those quickly, though. Uh, hopefully. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I, I am going to take this loss uh, in stride. I will, I will drink this hurricane with dignity and as much as respect as I can, but I probably won't enjoy it. And maybe Good. you'll start watching Game of Thrones. I guess I have to now. <laughs> Apparently it didn't help me very much. No. Okay. It's okay. I don't watch it either. I just drink those beers. <laughs> See, but, uh, when you started with the Red Wedding, I thought we were like actually headed into details of the Red Wedding and songs they were playing and significance. And we were actually nope. like getting it. No. Nope. I don't nope. watch the show. I just know <sighs> it was the thing that happened on the social medias. And then I was like, hey, wedding. That makes sense with beer. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of beer, let's get back to the Amagon beer that we're drinking here. How appropriate. Yeah. So, what's everybody's thoughts on this? I enjoyed it. Uh, I was a little bit surprised by it, as we had previously discussed with the, the tartness right up front, and it immediately dissipated into a, a soft, I would say a soft cherry taste. Uh, it was very good. I really enjoyed this beer. And I, on a scale of zero to one, I'd give it a one. Yeah, I agree. I really enjoyed this beer. As it climaxed in my mouth with every sip, <laughs> it was just a great experience through and through. And it was it was strong, but then it kind of fizzled out a little bit. But I wasn't upset about that. I, I got the tartness, but then it backed off, which is something I really enjoyed. And what was nice about that for me is that that is a feature that leads me to believe that I could drink many of these beers because it's not constantly that very tart flavor uh, that you get from the aftertaste that just kind of lingers in the back of your throat. It kind of makes its move and then dissipates a little bit. So I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great beer. I'm not going to say much about it because, I mean, obviously I picked it and it's my favorite beer for, you know, what I think I would have forever and yeah. ever. Uh, I would just say uh, on Sam's point that it starts big and ends Fizzle? I wouldn't call it a fizzle. I'd say going from an 11 to a 5. A fizzle sounds like it goes to, like, a 1. And, and it kind of disappoints. Uh, yeah. yeah. It does not disappoint. It tapers out, maybe? Yeah, no, it yeah. tapers out. It's yeah. just, okay. like, it, it doesn't completely fizzle. It just mellows down. Yeah. Fair enough. Kelsey? I really enjoyed this beer. Um, it, it wasn't that overwhelming sweetness like a fruit beer, and that tartness was real nice, but... It, it did. It slowed down a little bit the more you drank it, and I could could definitely see drinking a few of these. No problem. So it sounds to me like we need to go to the podium on this one. Now, mm -hmm. this one's going to be a little bit different, because obviously the three of us brought three beers that we are going to drink for the rest of our lives, theoretically. Right. So in my mind, there's only one person's opinion that matters right now. Yeah, I don't think we really need to go through whether or not we're that much yeah. <laughs> that differing on opinions yeah. <laughs> right because between the three of us it's only what's second and what's third yeah right. Right. so maybe let's just start with that real quick between the three of us and then we'll find out whose opinion really matters sure so for me i obviously brought the weinstefaner the hefeweizen from germany and so for my second place would definitely be the omegang rosetta that was a very good beer that mojo didn't like it yeah for obvious reasons you know why i don't have to get into it 
So that would definitely, if we were to rank these all independently, that would be the bronze. But the Alma Gang is definitely the, the silver or the top of the two options that I did bring. And I would be exactly flipped from Adam <laughs> with <laughs> the Rosetta as number one and then the, the Weisenheimer. Weisenheimer. Ah, you Weisenheimer. The Weisenheimer <laughs> as a silver and uh, the, that Mojo Amarillo nonsense down at third. I doubt Sam's going to surprise us putting the Rosetta <laughs> over <laughs> or the Wives and Heimer over. Yep, so obviously uh, Mojo first and foremost for me. That's going to be followed by the Rosetta, and then we'll do the wainscoting as number Wayne three. Wainscoting? <laughs> so that's, that's about it. Now let's get on to what really matters. The important opinion of the evening. What did Kelsey think of these beers what's her podium look like because she doesn't have to drink any of these beers for the rest of her life no no i don't she just has to marry jeff <laughs> exactly but that's a good thing Jeff's it's a gonna be guy. a great thing um thank you for the the three very distinct different styles of beers this evening um i'm going to start with my third place finisher uh, is the mojo. <laughs> for so, those who can't see, I'm Sam sorry. is giving thumbs down. Lots of thumbs down from Sam. It's just it was too hoppy for me. It was just not an enjoyable drink. I, uh, I'm going to put the mojo IPA in my, in my third place. Second place. This is the big one. Is Adam's beer. Oh, the wine's coated. The wine's is Connor. Oh. It, was, it was a delicious half of ice and it was... It, it's something I could drink a little more of, but it started to get that more banana-y flavor the warmer the beer got and the more it sat there a little bit, which um, was a little too much. I wanted more of those uh, spice notes in there. So my winner is the Omegon Rosetta. Steve's beer takes the cake today. Uh, this beer is delicious. The wedding cake. Oh, damn it, you had to do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I saw you racing to the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> this beer is delicious. Um, it's a nice cherry flavor, but it's not overpowering. It's not too sweet. It's tart, but it's not too tart. It is something that I want to go get more of, and I am looking forward to the six-pack on wedding day. That is correct. Uh, it's a four-pack. Four-pack okay. is fine. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. It's a four-pack. There's four of us here. Right. We could each Boom. drink one. Boom. Boom. After party. Seems like a match made in heaven for the after party. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. So, uh, we came up with those. Did you come up with a beer that you would want one of your bridesmaids to bring you? So I did. I thought of it. I scrolled back through my untapped app just to kind of see what I've had recently. And one beer really stood out. And I think it would be kind of the perfect thing to end my singleness before walking down that aisle. Um, it is from a brewery out east in the Philadelphia area called Levante Brewing Company. Have any of you been there? I have not. No. Okay. Nope. Well, I was in Center City and grabbing some drinks with friends and they had a coffee shop terminology it's a uh, milk stout brewed with delicious amounts of coffee Ooh. it was dark it was perfect for dessert it had such a great coffee flavor to it it was smooth though as well so it really was just a nice nice beer to drink and i think like a glass of that because you get a little bit of that coffee flavor yeah. like that caffeine <laughs> jolt i think that would be the perfect thing to cut through all the champagne and mimosas and and you know prepare to 
walk down the aisle too. That sounds, sounds like a great. fantastic beer. If I next time I'm out in Philly, I will grab you guys some and I will bring it back for you. Awesome. Thank you. And then we can review it on the show. Absolutely. Perfect. Yeah. And maybe she can come on the show and review it as well. <laughs> I would love that. That is an excellent idea. So as we close this episode, gentlemen, let's uh, make sure we enlighten our audience with all of our social media presence. Yes. Uh, if you <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> uh, if you want to find us, you can search Hop Nation USA. That'll get you Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find us at Hop Nation USA on SoundCloud as well. Uh, Hop Nation USA on iTunes. Please leave a review. Five stars would be fantastic. That helps us every little bit and uh, can get us to expand our audience even farther. And if you have any questions, comments, wedding stories, uh, just email us at hopnationusa at gmail.com. Anything else, boys? The only thing I have left to say is congratulations. Uh, we are thoroughly anticipating this wedding. Uh, so congratulations to you and Jeff. Thank you. Can't wait for this wedding to finally, finally happen. <laughs> it's been a decade in the making. It's been a long and it is going to coming. be well worth the wait. I have a feeling it's going to be epic. Thank you. Thank you. We're very excited that you guys can help celebrate our special day with us. And thanks again for having me on tonight. I really enjoyed myself. Hopefully I was able to provide some good content and you want to have me back. As, yeah. the, as the first go guest we have ever had, you have set the gold standard. <laughs> as the yeah. first guest, you are our best guest. You are our best guest. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. And I will continue to hold that title until <laughs> you have your next guest. <laughs> until we have our next guest. So. Alright everybody, thanks for tuning in and with that, we leave you with the sounds of Mr. Adam drinking, actually not drinking, chugging hurricane. his hurricane uh, so as the loser of the contest. I was hoping you guys would have forgot about that by now. Oh, no, no. Nope. we didn't forget <laughs> about it, so grab that hurricane, my friend, and get ready to start chugging. Mmm! Oh, go, 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 go. Don't stop. Uh, Don't stop. You got it. Go, Adam, go. You're almost there. You got this. Come on. You got to be at least halfway through. I think he is. Mm. Oh. Come on. Oh, this is it. gross. Yeah, you got it. Oh. Uh.